Welcome to episode 8 of Behind the Membership Season 2. In this episode, I'm talking with Mark Warner about his membership site, Teaching Packs. Now, I particularly wanted to talk with Mark because he has a very different model to what most people think of when they hear the word membership, offering a very low-cost annual membership that doesn't even recur automatically. So we're talking about why Mark made that decision and how it's enabled him to attract 15,000 teachers to his membership over the last five years, as well as completely transform his own life in the process. We're also talking about how Mark has spent 20 years building his audience, including an impressive 3 million Facebook page likes, and how he uses reviews and free resources to attract new members, and why his members join for the content and stay for the content. Plus much more. So let's get started with today's show. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. Today I'm joined by Mark Warner from Teaching Ideas and Teaching Packs. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Mark. It's great to get a chance to talk with you. Thanks very much for inviting me. I really enjoyed the first series. It was really great listening to other membership site owners. So it's a real honor to be on series two. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, you were first on my list when I was <laughs> drawing up the guests. Fantastic. Um, I know this is your first podcast as well, so I'll be gentle, I promise. Lovely. Uh, so to get us started then, could you tell us a little bit about your Teaching Packs membership, what it offers, who it's for, that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as the name implies, really, we're aimed at teachers, mainly primary school teachers, and we offer packs of teaching resources. So those packs can include hundreds of PDFs, which might be posters, activity sheets, uh, things like ebooks. And we also include in some packs audio recordings. So there are times tables, quizzes, mental math challenges, that kind of thing. And they're all wrapped up into zip files. So teachers can log in. If they're teaching fractions, then they can download our fractions pack and it could contain a huge amount of resources for them to use in their classroom. There's lots of other benefits as well, but it's mainly the teaching resources that teachers join up for. Awesome. And I know you mentioned in the Academy a couple of days ago that the site's just turned five years old now when you've had 15,000 people join in that time, which is an awesome achievement. Like, huge congratulations on that. And I hope you celebrate it. Thank you very much. Definitely. The time has flown by. I couldn't believe it was five years, but I'm incredibly grateful to all those members have joined and supported. And I hope the site's been useful to them. I'm sure it has, or you wouldn't have people keep coming on back. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, though, what actually made you decide to start Teaching Packs in the first place? Um, well, I've been publishing teaching resources online since 1998. Uh, you mentioned Teaching Ideas earlier. That was our first site, my first site, really. And I started that when I was training to be a teacher at university. And I basically wanted a way of sharing teaching ideas and resources that I'd made when I was a student teacher. And I posted those online back in the days of dial-up modems and magazine cover discs, that kind of thing. And that really grew. It exploded. That website's now 20 years old and it's still online. gets millions of people visiting every year. And back in 2012... I was struggling a little because it was growing. I wanted to put more time into it, but I was also a very busy primary school teacher and we had a young son. He was one years old at the time and I was struggling to manage my time. Uh, Teaching Ideas is funded by adverts, but it wasn't bringing in enough money to actually support us. So I was thinking of ways of growing another site potentially. And I saw a few other educational resource sites popping up that were following the membership model. 
I was always quite reluctant to charge teachers because teachers don't generally claim the money back from their school. It comes out of their own pocket and they're not really doing it for fun. It's not a hobby site that they're joining. They're joining something to support their work. And I was a little bit reluctant to charge them. But that seemed to be the way that other sites were going. And it seemed to be a good way of me increasing my income slightly so that I could dedicate more time to the websites. And it really took off. And fortunately, I was able to give up my teaching job, which I do really, really miss. But running the membership site is equally as rewarding. And as you say, we're supporting thousands of teachers. And those teachers are working with children in classrooms all around the world. So it's wonderful to know that the things I create in my mini office here down in Kent are being used in classrooms with children of all ages in completely different parts of the world that I'll never ever get to visit. Yeah, that's incredible, the amount of impact you're actually having there. And so how long after you started the membership did you actually end up quitting your job in the end? Um, I was very fortunate. My school were very supportive. And I started doing five days a week, did that for 10 years. And then I dropped down to four days a week and then did three days a week and then dropped down to three afternoons. So I was only popping into school three afternoons a week. And then I bit the bullet and thought, yeah, I can probably do this full time now. So it it took a while. It wasn't um, an immediate process. It was a long term gradual decline in my teaching hours. Cool. And so you mentioned there that you had the Teaching idea site for 20 years initially. So when you first launched the Teaching Packs site, presumably you already had that audience there waiting for this. Did you, did you kind of use their, what they were asking for when you were developing the site? Yeah, absolutely. Teaching Ideas has always been very busy and it's had lots of contributions from teachers, but I've also had lots of feedback as well. So teachers are saying, we need to teach this topic. Can you make resources for that? So I had a huge list of content that I could create and that list is just always growing bigger and bigger. Um, And we're very fortunate. We've been able to grow up big social media followings as well. So we've got a huge Facebook community and teachers are always posting there, commenting and answering questions if I need any feedback about the site. So they're always telling me what they'd like from me. I just don't have enough time to make it all sometimes. (laughs) Awesome. And so um, you're obviously UK based, but it sounds like you've got members all over the, the world. Yeah, absolutely. We've got teachers in schools just down the road from me. But equally, there are other teachers on the other side of the planet and those teachers have their own school curriculum. So we do have to try and adapt resources in many cases to fit those needs. There are also things like our money pack. We obviously create it in British pounds, but we've had to also do a euros version, a US dollars, um, euros, I mentioned euros twice, um, Australian dollars, New Zealand dollars. So we do try and adapt packs where possible. And also spelling, because American English is sometimes slightly different to British English. So we create the content first and then try and adapt it as we need to for different audiences. Cool. And when you were starting the site, were you thinking that it was going to be this kind of international site? No, I knew that the Teaching Ideas site was popular around the world, but I kind of just imagined myself in the classroom, what would I need as a UK primary school teacher? And that was what I was focusing on when I created the site and the resources But we've got so many members around the world now, lots in Australia, lots in Ireland, lots in America. And I'm always blown away by that. It's just incredible that the reach the internet has, obviously. Yeah, I love that. And so you've had the membership for five years now. What would you say has been your biggest challenge over that time? Content. Content is always my biggest challenge because there are gaps in the site that I don't have content for at the moment. 
if a teacher is teaching something about mountains and there's nothing on my website, then for them at that point in time, the membership isn't useful for them. So I always want to fill those gaps to make sure there's as much useful content for them. And as I say, they're always asking me for new stuff. So creating that content, getting as much out there as I can, as possible, is the big challenge. And the curriculum is always changing. The government is always meddling in things. So they're always moving the goalposts, adding things to the curriculum, taking things out. And again, that's happening all around the world. So I try and have to cater for that content in many different situations. Yeah, not fun. Um, so <laughs> speaking of content there, how often are you actually releasing content into the membership? Um, as often as possible. We do um, standard packs, which are our biggest packs. They contain a huge amount of content, big ebooks, lots of posters, lots of worksheets. And last year, I added another membership level, um, and that includes additional mini packs, which are smaller packs of resources that don't have quite so much in, but hopefully are still as equally beneficial. And they talk, normally take about a week or two to create. So the bigger packs might take three, four weeks. The mini packs might take one or two weeks. And I try to create some resources every week. So every Sunday, I announce something in my email list to say, here's a new standard pack, here's a new mini pack. If I haven't been able to finish a standard or a mini pack, then I'll make a free resource that anyone can access. So there's always new content going out to the community. And are you creating all this content yourself? Initially, yes. I started by doing everything myself. But over time, gradually, I've got extra help. My wife only works part-time, so she's able to help. She does lots of research for content, and she started to make teaching resources. And she's also a really good illustrator. So on some of our packs, you might see some of her pictures. And over the past few years, I've been getting extra help from other people. I found a fantastic teacher on a site called People Per Hour, completely by chance. And over the past few years, she's been doing lots of research and content creation for me. Um, and I've also been outsourcing a bit more over the past six months by getting graphic designers to help with the illustration, developers to help with some of the interactive teaching tools that we're adding now. And a couple of months ago, we also added a new VA to our team. So I've got somebody doing admin stuff for a few hours every week, which really takes the load off. But the bulk of the content creation is mainly me. Awesome. And so if kind of that content has been the ongoing challenge for you, what's made it all worth it? What's made running the membership worthwhile for you? The feedback is just incredible. We get amazing comments, amazing emails every day. We have a, resu a, re a review system on the site where teachers can post reviews of our packs. And we've got over a thousand five-star reviews, which just amazing feedback from teachers saying we use this with our children it had such a great impact the children loved it um, and that feedback is just incredible you can't it's just amazing to get those emails every day we also have a gallery where teachers can take photos of their classroom displays so if they put some of our photos up on their wall then they can take a photo and send it to us and we'll share it in our gallery so oh, see that. like made on screen actually printed up on the wall in the classroom it's just delightful yeah, I love that. And just to touch on something you mentioned there, I really love the the reviews that you have because they're all public on your site, aren't they? So somebody coming along to the site can have a look at those reviews, see which packs you've got and things like that. Yeah, that's been a really big draw for the site because as you say, if somebody isn't a member, then they can see feedback from people who have used it. And also that review plugin hooks into Google. So if somebody searches for a topic on Google, then they'll see a little star rating next to the teaching packs link. So then that's an instant eye catcher and it brings people into the site. It's been wonderful. 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of perfect social proof there for you. Definitely, absolutely. It says how many reviews and the average rating. So it's wonderful. Awesome. And is that something that you found easy to set up? Is that just a WordPress plugin you're using for that? Yeah, it's just a free WordPress plugin. I'm always worried that these free WordPress plugins are going to be abandoned at some point, but it seems to be going on. They seem to keep adding features to it. I'm desperate to pay some of these people just to (laughs) make sure things continue as they are. But that plugin has just been brilliant for bringing people in. Awesome. And so one of the things I love about your site and kind of your success is that you've been able to actually achieve so much with a very low cost site. And actually I kind of like to to discuss that for a minute, if that's okay, because it is quite a different model to what most of our listeners will be considering a membership. So your pricing is a, a low annual fee. It's, is it 15 to 25 pounds, depending on which option they go for? Yeah, about that price, about 20 pounds. Okay. And that doesn't automatically recur each year either, does it? No, that's right. Um, Yeah, as I said at the beginning, I've always been reluctant to charge teachers because I know it's coming out of their own pockets for their work. So I didn't ever want to charge them a huge amount of money. Some of my competitors have very big sites charging three, four times what I do. But my low cost isn't a subscription model. I don't tie people into these subscriptions because in a year's time, their situation might be different. Um, they might be teaching a different year group. They might be retiring. Unfortunately, there's quite a high turnover turnover of teachers. So in a year's time, they may choose may decide that teaching isn't for them. So I don't tie them into these subscription commitments, which work out so well for others. But that means I have to keep creating the content to get people to come back because those automatic payments aren't there in my situation. Yeah. And so with that, if the payments aren't automatic, do you kind of have a renewal system in place to kind of get people to resubscribe at the end of their year? Yeah, absolutely. The site has um, renew reminders. So a week before and a couple of days before the um, expiration date, they get some emails. And then if they want to log in and renew, then they can. If they want to wait a few months or even a few years, then they can log in at any time and come back and their renewal rate is slightly lower as well. So that's a bit more of an incentive. And I've also got um, automation sequences in active campaign that encourage people to pop back in. And if they don't come back for a while, then there's an even bigger renewal discount to try and tempt them back in if they'd like to join. Okay. And so you mentioned there that they, they do get a renewal discount after the first year anyway. Have you found that effective for increasing that retention? Yeah, absolutely. It does tend to bring people back. And that last final discount I mentioned from Active Campaign, that's really a good one for bringing people back in as well, because it's the lowest price we can offer them. When you decided on that price point, because obviously it is a, a much lower price than most people would charge, and, and I completely respect your, your reasons for doing that price. And was part of the reason that you were able to do that because you already had such a big audience from Teaching Ideas that you knew you were going to get a volume of people in to, to be able to make the numbers work? Yeah, that was my initial hope. I didn't, as I keep saying, I didn't want to charge teachers a huge amount. And we started at just £12. It was £12 for a year to join. But that was when we only had three resource packs on the site. And it was a bit of a trial to see, would this actually work? Would people join? And very fortunately, we've got a very big Facebook audience. Lots of people decided to join. And over time, we increased the content. And we are now up to, I think, 80-something resource packs And the price hasn't doubled. It's only just under double the amount we originally charged. So we're very lucky because we can get so many teachers to join. because We've got 
automatically a huge audience from teaching ideas and from Facebook and our other social media accounts. Lots of people can join, which means we can charge a low amount because we've got lots of people coming through the door. Yeah, I love that attitude. So that said then, with the low-cost, non-recurring structure, you're reliant on getting a steady stream of new members. So what's been working for you on the marketing front? Um, As I mentioned, Teaching Ideas has a huge audience anyway, and at the bottom of every page on Teaching Ideas, there's a link to Teaching Packs. We also include lots of free samples, so I post um, a selection of the content from Teaching Packs on Teaching Ideas, so teachers can see what um, is in each pack. They can download it for free on Teaching Ideas, and then if they like it, they can go to Teaching Packs and download the full pack. Um, Facebook has just been amazing for me as well. I've been very fortunate. We've got 3 million people who like us on Facebook. So we've automatically got a very big reach there. And organic reach is always declining on Facebook. But we're very lucky that if I post something on our Facebook account, it does go to tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of people. And that brings a lot of people to the site as well. Awesome. And so you mentioned there that you share some free resources from the membership. Has that being effective, do you think, for actually just really showcasing what's on offer? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've always given away lots of free materials and sharing free stuff at the moment is a good way of bringing people to the site just to have a look around. When people sign up to the free email newsletter, they automatically get free samples of every single pack on the site. So just by giving your email address, then you can automatically download a sample of every pack so you can see what's available. And if you like it, then you can join. Awesome. And then do you find you also get a lot of referrals from existing members too, as presumably, you know, a lot of teachers know other teachers and talk with each other? Yeah, absolutely. There's lots of staff from conversations about what resources are working well. There are lots of educational resource groups on social media and teachers are always saying, oh, this site's got this really good resource. That site's really well resourced. I enjoy doing that one. And also, as I mentioned, teachers put their posters up in their classroom and in the corner of each post, there's my little logo. So Quite often a teacher might say, oh, where'd you get that from? And there's my logo automatically on the corner of the site, which brings new people back. Of course, you've constantly got that continual marketing, essentially. Yeah. And so also, have you found that you actually enrol schools in the membership as well? Because presumably one market you could have is actually approaching schools to buy kind of bulk memberships. Yep, there's a discount on the site. So if schools want to join... Um, and they sign up a certain number of people, then they get a 25% discount overall. That's not something I've promoted as heavily as I probably should have, because it seems to be the case that teachers tend to join up individually, and schools aren't always as keen to sign up to certainly my resource site in bulk and that way, unfortunately. And so is there anything you've tried when it comes to getting new members that actually just hasn't worked for you? Um, It's okay to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing that I can think of, really. No, I'm very lucky. I've already got these automatic audiences from different sites and different places because I've worked 20 years to build this up. It hasn't come overnight. It's been a huge piece of amount of work. But I no, I can't think of anything that hasn't really worked. Social media reach is a constant worry because Facebook is always pushing us to pay to share posts online. But at the moment, things are still working well for me with Facebook. So. I'm trying different avenues as well. I'm trying Pinterest and Twitter and Instagram, but Facebook is the big audience for me. 
And just to dive into that a little bit further then, with the Facebook, so you mentioned you've got over 3 million page likes, I think you said there, which is incredible. And so is that just purely just being built up over time as you've shared resources and things? Um, So you mentioned 20 years now you've had the blog going. So has that just all been organic growth there? Yeah, it has mainly been organic. I think over the past 20 years, Facebook wasn't around 20 years ago, but since I started my Facebook page, I've probably only paid them about £100 just in trial boost posts and trial adverts. And I never really got to grips with how it all worked. I couldn't see a huge um, reward for my efforts there. So I've kind of tried to share as much good content as I can on Facebook I've read Gary Vaynerchuk books many, many years ago with the old jab, jab, hook approach. Um, So I've been trying to find and share lots of useful resources that I think my audience would like. Not just my own stuff, lots of content from other sites, lots of things I've discovered on Pinterest or other teaching blogs. And that really resonated with the audience and has really helped me to grow that audience, which has been very beneficial for me with the membership. Awesome. And so with the blog as well, presumably that's just all been organic growth over the years as well and SEO and all of all of that fun stuff from, <laughs> from back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's all just grown. Um, Teaching Ideas was one of the first educational resource sites on the internet. There weren't many people doing it back then, so it certainly got its foot in the door very early and it grew with lots of teachers sharing their own resources for me. I was able to post those online and then even use some of those in my own classroom when I was teaching. So it was a really fantastic two-way thing. And the audience it's got now is incredible. And so you have the kind of, as we mentioned before, you've not got the recurring annual membership. So you mentioned that you have obviously things in place to encourage people to renew, but what are you actually doing to make sure members stay engaged and happy with the site whilst their membership is current? Um, well, it's the content mainly. That's the main draw. We do have a few other features. There is a community forum. There's a Facebook group. We've got a calendar of educational events and a link directory and membership discounts. So there are lots of things to encourage people to stay around. Unfortunately, the site's community isn't really very busy because teachers tend to pop onto my site during their break times before school or after school evenings and weekends even so it's not the place they want to hang around unfortunately it's not I'm not saying it's not a fun place to be <laughs> but it's not somewhere that they would choose to do as part of a hobby as another membership website might be for example so I've struggled with the community side of things I know lots of people say people join for the content and stay for the community but it seems the other way around well, not the other way around at all, unfortunately. They kind of joined for the content and stay for the content, really. The community isn't a big part of my site. So keep pushing out that content is my main way of bringing people back and getting them to renew. I think that's actually really good, though, because your market, your you know, teachers, presumably they're joining the site because they're time poor. And so you're helping with them with that, with the content. So actually, if that's all they need to find value in the site and keep coming back, then then that's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the intention of having the full packs of resources. So with the other teaching ideas site, it's lots of resources dotted around in different subjects and topics. Whereas with teaching packs, you're teaching fractions, you download the fractions pack and it's got everything there ready to go. So it is that time saving, as you say. And so 
after five years now, you must have a ton of content on the site. How are you actually organizing that to make it easy for somebody to come in and find what they're needing? Um, that's a big struggle and that's something I've had to adapt as time's gone by. As I said, it started with three packs and that was easy to present on a single page. But now we've got packs covering all kinds of topics, all kinds of subjects. I'm using Content Views Pro and Facet WP to filter. Um, so you can search by pack, but we also last year added a search engine so you can search for individual resources as well. So using the plugin Facet WP, you can type in your search criteria and then you can say, do you want a poster for your classroom wall? Do you want an activity sheet? Do you want an audio challenge for those particular topics to help teachers really drill down through the thousands of resources we've got now to find hopefully exactly what they need in that situation. So you're making it really easy for people to, to find whatever they're needing at any time. Yeah, we try our best. It's, <laughs> it's a big challenge. We're adding hundreds of resources all the time. So it's a big challenge managing that content and making it easy for people to find. Yeah. And I know one of the things that you do, and I can't remember if this is on the teaching pack site or the teaching ideas site, is you actually kind of poll members over which packs they want to see next and things, don't you? Yeah, that was something we had on teaching packs where teachers could choose the packs that we're making. I haven't done that for a little while, actually, but I'm always running surveys. Um, we tend to incentivize those with membership giveaways where teachers, I ask them to tell us what, what topics they're teaching at the moment, what topics they're teaching over the next few weeks. And then I kind of use um, different tools to work out which ones are most popular. And then I try to focus on those topics to help as many people as we can. Awesome. So shifting gears a little bit now, let's talk about life as a membership site owner. So what does a typical day week look like for you now? Um, it depends on the day of the week, really. It depends how far I am within the creation of each pack. But the day normally starts by taking the dog out, getting my legs stretched because sitting on your bottom all day working on a membership site isn't good for you. So a bit of exercise, have a walk along the seafront and actually plan my day in my head so I know what I'm going to be doing. When it's time to sit down in front of the computer, then I normally focus on email first, any support requests from members. I've started using Help Scout recently, so dive straight into there. And if anyone needs help with passwords or anyone's got any issues with resources, then I deal with those first. And then it's on to planning and content creation, making those resources, making as much as I can, as quickly as I can. And then by the end of the week, if we've got a pack ready to publish, then I'll be spending time creating images to promote and planning social media posts so that on a Sunday when the email goes out, everything's ready to download for the teachers to use. Awesome. And so how, how many hours do you think roughly you're spending on the membership a week? Oh, I don't think I'd like to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not passive income. Um, well... I don't know really. It's a nine to five job probably plus a few hours in the evenings plus quite a few hours at the weekends because my audience are active on the site at weekends. They log in. Sunday's my busiest day because that's when teachers are planning their lessons for the week. So I need to be around and accessible on Sunday to help teachers who need to log in if they have trouble. Then I need to try and help them as quickly as they can because if they can't get to the resources, then my site isn't useful to them that week and that results in frustration for them. So it is a big job. And so teaching ideas, teaching packs is all that you do, isn't it? You don't have other businesses, other avenues. No, this is it. I have tried a few other websites in the past. We had a teaching news blog, 
a teaching video gallery, teaching photos, that kind of thing. But over time, gradually condensed it down because managing the membership site is difficult. Managing teaching ideas on top of that is a big challenge. I don't think I can manage anything else. Especially not with two young children and a dog as well and a lovely wife. Yeah, I think that sounds like plenty. Um, So you mentioned before that you kind of gradually put down your hours at your teaching job. Did you find that that transition between kind of teaching where obviously you've got a lot of feedback all the time, you've got people around you and, and support as well as obviously the children that you're teaching. Did you then find that quite a challenge to then go to it being you sat in front of a computer? Yeah, it's a very different environment. Teaching is incredibly social. You're always spending time with your colleagues. You're always in front of this group of 30 young, amazing people. And I love that environment. It's fantastic. But it is completely exhausting. And I'm very lucky now with the job that I can spend so much time at home. My children come home from school or wherever they've been for their day. And I get to see them grow. I get to spend time with them. I don't have a separate office, so the door isn't ever locked. I've got little boys sitting next to me playing Lego. My little daughter with a baby saying, Daddy, can you put this cardigan on the baby for me? So it is a constant struggle, sometimes a bit frustrating. But I do manage to spend so much time with my children and my family. And that is such a blessing. I love that. And so overall then, what impact would you say having the membership site has had on your life really? Um, It's completely transformed my life. Before I started it, I was struggling a little bit managing everything. I remember sitting down with my wife at Christmas before we set up the site and thinking, what could I possibly do to juggle all these things I've got going on? And the membership site grew very, very fortunately. And I'm very lucky to be in the situation I'm in now. i I'm master of my own time. I do have to support people, but then I've got a lot of time to, I don't have a boss. I'm the boss and I can control when I work, when I want to work. And I do love doing it. I love getting the feedback from teachers. I love knowing that the stuff I create is being helpful to them and to their children around the world. And that's an amazing feeling. Yeah, definitely. And so is there anything you wish you'd known earlier or that you'd do differently if you were starting the membership over again? Probably getting help from other people sooner. I've kind of spent the first 15 years doing everything on my own, thinking nobody else could do it. But then over the past five years, as I mentioned, all those people I've been getting help from, it's really enabled me to create more content, to help more people more quickly, taking much more off my plate so I can plan the business now. I'm not just working on a pack getting it out the door as quickly as possible. I'm actually planning packs that might not be published for a couple of months yet, but there's different bits of content created by different people and all that would be brought together in a few weeks' time to publish to the audience. So I think getting extra help earlier on would probably have helped me to serve my audience better at that time. And so if somebody is thinking about starting a membership, what one piece of advice or tip would you give them? Oh my goodness, that's a very good question. I think talk to your audience. I get so much wonderful feedback from my audience via Facebook, via teaching ideas, via email and reviews. And knowing exactly what they need, what they want, when they want it, has really helped me to direct the membership to meet their needs. They're giving me a little bit of money out of their own pockets every year. So I want to make sure they get the best value possible. So following that feedback is the direction that I need to go every time. 
I love that. And yeah, I, I love how much you listen to what the teachers are asking for and you implement that because even the higher tier that you implemented recently with the um, kind of editable resources, that was all based on, on members asking for that, wasn't it really? Yeah, absolutely. The majority of the content used to be just PDFs, which are obviously tricky to edit. But we had feedback saying teachers wanted um, Word documents, PowerPoint documents. So we started adding that last year as, that, as part of that extra membership level. I love that. And yeah, I totally agree with you there that actually listening to what your audience is telling you is, is so important when you're first starting your membership, especially, and on an ongoing basis as well. Uh, it's far too easy to kind of think, well, this is, this is what I think we should do. Yeah, and then this is I, what I'd like to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I, I kind of wanted to go into there, you're, you're creating a lot of content for the site. And obviously, it is, you've got a team now, but it is still majority you. Have you found it difficult to do things like take time away from the business, go on holiday and things like that? Um, it can be tricky sometimes, but I'm very lucky that with mobile technology now, if I have a problem, then I can often answer it or deal with it on my mobile phone. We went to Disneyland a couple of years ago when our little boy was younger and I didn't have many technical issues while we were away, but in the evenings I could sit down with my phone, reply to teachers, um, and it was really easy to manage. So there's a lot you can do, fortunately, with mobile technology now. But it is a huge job and I do need to sit in front of the computer for the bulk of the week to get everything done. Cool. And so as we wrap up then, I'd love to know what's next for Teaching Packs. What's the next 12 months or so got in store for you? Um, as I keep saying, content, content, content. <laughs> I need to keep pushing as much as I can out the door to fill those gaps that teachers need. We've also started over the past few months to add some interactive teaching tools so things that teachers can use on an interactive whiteboard like a classroom countdown time or a stopwatch. Um, we had a random pupil picker tool added to the site a couple of weeks back. We're working on a classroom jukebox as well, which plays background music while children are working. So I want to develop that range of tools because we've had some great feedback about that lately. And I'm possibly thinking about changing membership plugins as well, which is a big challenge that I've been reluctant to try, but I think it's possibly best for the future because our membership plugin isn't really in active development anymore so it might be better to switch to something that's a bit better supported yeah definitely a huge task with the amount of members and resources you have though yes i've got lots of short codes on the site that need <laughs> manually changing so that's going to be an immense job which is what i'm putting off but it needs to be done at some point i think yeah are the kids old enough to get them get them changing short codes for you not sure. <laughs> be all gobbledygook <laughs> but that's what shoot guys are sometimes as well yeah i love the idea of those tools though i think that you know that's a great additional benefit are you going to be selling those separately or is this included in the existing membership um at the moment they're all exist they're all included in the existing membership um it's something i have thought about should i offer them free or should i offer kind of cut down versions free and then the full version within the membership so it's something I'm playing with. We've only got two online at the moment, so it's still early days. Awesome. I mean, that all sounds great. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how the membership continues to grow over the next year. It's been awesome kind of watching over the last couple of years or the last three years, I think you've been in the Academy now. And, yeah. you know, I know that 
for any academy members listening that you're probably a very familiar face because you have one of our most popular progress logs in the community where you kind of you've been updating that for for kind of years and i the amount of people we have say to us that you know they take a lot of inspiration from just what you do and how active you are and how you're constantly kind of working and improving on things and so yeah so that's always been great to see Thank you. Yeah, the progress log is a lot of work as well, but it's a good way of me reviewing what I've actually achieved, what I hope I want to achieve. And sometimes I don't always achieve those goals I set myself, but it is a good way of reflecting on what I've done. So if you're not going to do it within the academy, I do recommend some kind of progress log, even if it's just a text document somewhere, is a really beneficial thing for you to do. But I also have to say thank you to you, Mike, because your support within the academy in terms of technical things and just development things, ideas for boosting the site. It's just been fantastic. So thank you both to you and the other Academy members too. Oh, well, thank you. It's been a pleasure working with you. Before we wrap up then, if somebody wants to check out your site, where's the best place for them to do that? Yep, the membership site is teachingpacks.co.uk. And if you want to follow on Facebook, we are at Teaching Ideas. Awesome. And so, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Mark. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Always like hearing about what you're up to with Teaching Packs. And I'm really looking forward to, as I said, watching it continue to grow in the future as well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. That's it, folks. Thank you so much to Mark for joining me on today's show. I really love how Mark has been able to impact not just thousands of teachers with his membership site, but millions of students around the world as well. That really is amazing. And whilst the pricing structure Mark uses isn't for everyone, it does go to show that there are a lot of different ways that you can approach your membership site. And for Mark, low cost and high volume was the best approach for his goals. If you'd like to pick up the transcript or show notes from this episode, then do head on over to themembershipguys.com slash btm18. And don't forget to let me know your takeaways from this episode over in the free Membership Mastermind Facebook group at talkmemberships.com too. And of course, check out Mark's site at teachingpacks.co.uk. Thank you once again to Mark and thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Behind the Membership, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membersite Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membersite Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.